Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and our listeners to part two um, with the, what's the, sorry, the spotlight on Sweet D Williams. Yes, a big spotlight. And we come back into that epic story of the heavyweight champion of the world, Mike Tyson, about to spar with the Commonwealth heavyweight champion of England. Hey, tell him, D. Yes, yeah, so, so, <laughs> so you see that flow, see, because I'm in that flow, right? And now... I'm back in there because that happens enough even in a fight sometimes when when the referee you know like if you're in a fight a boxing contest right and you're in the heat of the battle and referee come and break up your flow you got to regenerate and get back in there again so that's that's what happens right so Tyson was done his rounds of sparring with Paige him and Paige rumbled I watch it subconsciously I was taking it in what Tyson does right so time the the buzzer's going for me and Tyson to spar Tyson start walking me down but I know that when he's walking. He, does, he wasn't punching, so I was snapping at my jab. Snapping at my jab. Then Tyson stopped. I know he's an attack. So when he, when he stopped to attack, I bounced away a couple of spaces. So it was a chess match, because he was trying to walk me down to a corner, trap and attack. My thing was to um, keep him at long range. When he stopped, then I retreat or move. So now, it was a thing whereby he was trying to pin me to a corner, and I was trying to make him not pin me to a corner. That's the deal. You try to pin me, I try not, not, not to be pinned. Tyson mm. smart. He jumped forward, he leaped forward. Instead of walking me down, he walked to part way, then he leaped forward and jumped in with a hook to my, to my hip to paralyze my leg, to stop me from moving, right? So I'm thinking, whoa, this guy's smart, because you know that once he killed that leg, I couldn't step away nowhere. Then he could come and finish it. But what I done, I had to grab him and hold him to stop him from punching, because Tyson, if you get inside, then you're gone because everyone knows, you know? So did any of the trainers, no holding, no... No, no, let it, it flow, let it flow. No, because they know it was that was going to come next because, you know, Tyson's thing was to, to jump in and attack and then... But I, I knew to myself that if I didn't hold his arms, he'd cause damage around the ribs because he's a serious puncher, man. So we've done that anyway. That went on for a number of weeks because it's a chess match. Boxing is always a chess match. It's mm. Sparring with Tyson, right? Is a fight. You don't go there and say, "Oh, you just spar lightly today." You don't have no light sparring. You know what I mean? No, no. <laughs> you, know, you don't have no. You know, you don't have no. Um, in the jungle. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, you're not going to get me in my tights and say, "Oh, let's move around nice and easy." No way. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not getting no easy work, man. You go, you go there. Tyson gonna try to tear your head off, man. Right? How many so times? How many? How many times him, did you him, jump in the ring with him? Listen, we're him. I was there six weeks. Okay. So we do roughly um, three rounds. Every couple of days. All right. Right. So it's like most most of the work was me and Paige. Me and Paige mostly. All right. Okay. Um, the other guys were there in case we got knocked out. Like oh, I said. Wow. But um, fun enough, while I was there, Oliver McCall never got used that time because mm. Paige and me was doing work. Every now and then they they use someone lighter for, okay. for um different techniques. Different techniques. What was yeah, the yeah. fight that Tyson was actually preparing for? Who was he? Williams. Carl the Truth. Carl oh, the Truth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But see, since so, so now. What happened was news started to get around, voice started spreading. At the same time, there was no um, internet. This is like 1989. No social media. There's no internet saying, oh yeah, 3D handling night. It was none of that. So it was a thing whereby every now and then they had a media day and the press sent out a thing and the New York Post wrote a thing that the English heavyweight is handling Mike. But they, they wrote the thing wrong because it wasn't that I was handling Mike. What it was that I was spying and I was using my head. That, mm. that I didn't, that I was using my head that I didn't lose my head. <laughs> <laughs> so you knew this man was a brutal I know that, yeah, finisher. Yeah, sure. yeah, I was, yeah. I was, yeah, that's the thing, because, you know, you can understand this, right? 
You can go in there and think that you're sparring with Matt Tyson. Matt Tyson will kill you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that, that's what I was going to yeah. um, ask you. If he had got that opportunity, would you have stayed a sparring partner? If he had landed, right? It wouldn't make no sense. You see, that's how guys, that's a good question because a lot of guys stay around being sparring partners, right? And they become punch bags. And, and you see, they made it in their career. They're beating up more than guys who have been fighting for them because when you become a, a, a punch bag, a sparring partner, that you're unable to handle yourself or defend yourself against the, the, the fire, the fire that, you, that you prepare and help prepare. You can become, you start stumbling your words, you get in your brain, you get in your head, in your head every day. So, you can make your mind up, right? Decide whether you're going to become a sparring partner, a beating sparring partner, mm. or try to um, map out a route for yourself. And my thing was to use sparring. I didn't have a lot. Of I didn't have a lot of amateur fights, so I used sparring with top class guys to learn the game because I sparred with guys like Jerry Cooney. What are the names? All the names like Tim Boothspoon. All mm. these names. All these names. I was learning. That's how I, I was learning to fight. By sparring in American gyms, and you know. You mentioned Tim Witherspoon there. Good fighter. Be because he's the guy that took away Bruno's initial first chance. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Was this before or after this that? Was, this was after, this was after. Bruce Boone had beaten Bruno some years before that. Maybe two or three years before Bruce Boone. But at the time, but then Bruce Boone had dropped off off the radar for a while because Bruce Boone was a, a great fighter. Yes. Right? Mm. I'm funny enough, I met Bruce Boone some years later because my journey, sparring with Tyson opened a lot of doors for me because yeah. people started to hear my name in America. So, there's, you know, American trainers started to, who saw me in the gym talking to me and saying I should come and train with them because mm. they could show me. They started to love me because, listen, I was, I was six foot five, I was boxing, I was moving, I was punching. So now, mm. they're thinking that they can add to that what I got there because I, I had the raw canvas, right? I've been training in England all the years. I didn't have no big will, uh, marketing will behind me, push me. So everything that I accomplished at that time had been through my own initiative working. Yeah. After that, I went to America, dunking, when I sparred Tyson, dunking offered me a contract. All right, right? all right. Wow. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, dunking offered me a contract because he liked the sparring. So now, mm. I said to myself, but, but loyalty, I had a manager in England at the time. I said, and you know, people say to me, oh, you should have gone, you should have gone. But I said, mm. no, at the time, my manager was doing good things for me. And I said, my manager got me to come with a title fight and um. He, he really had no dispute or anything, so I wasn't going to just jump ship because Don King said to me, no. come over here, because I didn't know Don King. All I heard was, and funny enough, all you heard about was negative things about Don mm. King at the time. Yeah. Whether mm. it was true or not, that was not, not my concern, because my thing is, I'm moving towards, I've got a, I've got a map, I've mapped my route, right? so I, from, from Tyson, I came back to England, and then I got to come with the European title fight. I won the European title okay. a couple months after I came back, so... That kind of opened doors for me because now I'm the Commonwealth champion, European heavyweight champion. Once you rule the European, once you're a European heavyweight champion, you rule in half the world. Mm, you rule half exactly. the world, right? And um, plus I had the Commonwealth, so I had no reason or purpose to want to leave my manager because no, no, no. he just got me the Commonwealth title, got me the European title, and now I'm a top ten fighter. Mm. So I'm gonna get what Don King offered me. I was gonna get anyway. Yeah, okay, so interesting. So at some point, oh, at that occasion when you was in the US, or was it another occasion that you entered a, a prize fighter competition? Yeah, yeah that was the first heavyweight yeah. tournament. The thing is, they do that today now. Um, what do they call it today? To, um, Matchroom. 
Eddie Hearn. Yeah, yeah, Matthew did. He scored. Was it um Callum Smith? Yeah, they were all them guys. No, no, that's that's another thing. Callum Smith is even a new thing again. Callum Smith thing is um. Muhammad Ali. What Callum Smith thing is? Definitely was um. Uh, Muhammad, yeah, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali belt. Yeah, they yeah. fight their the, the elite um, middleweights fighting for each other. This was yeah. this heavyweight tournament, right? Was a, was a thing whereby they put sixteen. This is the first time it happened, right? Sixteen heavyweights in a tournament to fight in one night. We're fighting three rounds, yeah. and he's gonna fight one round, this quarterfinal, oh, semi-final, okay. final, whatever it was, right? So, um, and then in that lineup was like. Um, Tony TNT Tubbs, who was the world I remember champion. Him, yeah. I remember him, I remember Tubbs him. Tubbs was a good fighter, you know, man. Yeah. But I don't think that them guys had discipline. Rebolta, I fought a guy called Rebolta. What should fight was happening, right? Funny enough, Rebolta contacted me a couple months ago. No, die. Last year, you see, time flies. This like what two, country was Rebolta? He's, he's Cuban, Cuban. But, Cuban, but he yes. fought in the States, right? He contacted me um, by Facebook, said to me, Hi, Sweet D, geez, glad to see you, man. He said to me, Wow. I still remember the fight we had, man. You hit me so hard, I still think I get headaches from that shot now. But you know the thing, right? <laughs> really? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how, how it's the people, right? But when you're getting hit by a trained fighter, right? Mm-hmm. Don't forget that a professional fighter's job is to learn how to punch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you go to a, 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 a chef, he learned to cook. Mm-hmm. Or go to a mechanic, mm-hmm. he your car. Go to um, a boxer, he learned to punch, mm-hmm. right? So our whole purpose throughout the day of training, right? It's how to deliver the perfect punch. Yeah. So when you hit someone in the head, they're gonna get hit in the head good. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we know how to hit you in the head. And so, so um, yeah. Robolta, we fought a three round fight. I hit Robolta down twice mm-hmm. in that three rounds, right? But yet still, they gave him the decision over me. We, oh, really? They gave him the decision over me in a three round fight. And I said, oh, to this day, the numbers can't add up because okay. watch this, right? You knock the guy down once, mm-hmm. a 10 9 round yeah. becomes a 10 8 round. Mm-hmm. You knock him down again. A 10-8 round then becomes a 10-7 round. So you, you get 10, mm. he gets 7, right? Mm-hmm. So now, if he wins the next two rounds, that means he will have 27 points. Check it. Yeah. He got 7 in the first round, 10-10 mm. the next two rounds. That means he would have 27 points, right? Yeah, yeah. If I had 10 the first round, and and I, he nine, nine, I would have 17, so, that'd be two, so we would have a draw. He beat me. They gave, they gave him starting, so okay then. I'm fighting in America. Check it. Check the yeah, actually, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the fight is did to be seen, you understand? So I win the first round 10-7. Mm. If they give me, I didn't get knocked down in the second in the next round two. I didn't get knocked down in round three. So how did I lose? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, but at the time that uh, when they say the winner, when they gave it to, to um Rebolta, in the in the at, in the, at the moment, you, your anger don't make you realise to argue that point, to add it up, because you're not thinking about, oh, let me do the calculations, see how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, thinking, yeah. You're you're thinking how to get him, yeah. how to get him, right? So anyway, but he told me that he, he thought, what happened? He had to go to the next round. He said to me, he lost the next round easy, right? Because he, he couldn't fight because he said to me, his head was still busting from, the, from my knock down. So these things happened in boxing. Now, that was, what, 1989? No, no, 93. So he's still looking okay. a long time before yeah. now because boxing yeah. changed now. So. But that tournament was mm-hmm. like, um, for me, that was really the the the, the um mid the, the closing of the curtains. So I started to oh, lose okay. that oh, kind okay. of fire because okay. I said to myself that I was never gonna stay around in boxing, right? You can understand people can understand me now the way I speak. Mm-hmm. If you stay around too long and start losing more brain cells, 
stumbling around looking disheveled, right. unable to represent myself, and, and, I, and I'm a proud man. Mm. And I would never want to be around just for the sake of money, right? To try to say, oh, I can get another 10 grand here, because you can make good money, because they can call you to fight top guys. You can get a call, you can become a stumbling block. You understand? Mm, yeah. They can call you and say to you, oh, we've got an up-and-coming fight. They call, here, 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 here the conversation. Mm. The promoter has someone like Anthony Joshua, right? Mm. Olympic gold medalist, two fights undefeated. So they say, let's get someone who's a name. Let's call this one, he's not training, right? So they might say, hey, Derek, we'll give you 50,000 to fight Joshua. And then I can say, yeah, 50,000, easy money. And then they sell the story. He's green, Joshua's only green, he's only had two fights, he ain't for nobody. So then you think, they sell you the sense to you, right? Yeah. And you say to yourself, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense, he's an Olympic gold medalist, but he's only had two pro fights against nobody's. Mm. I can beat him. But you can't beat him because Joshua would have been training for that fight. He'd had a whole team around nutritionists, um, strength coach, um, psychology, sports psychology. He'd have a whole team around him. He'd have his, he'd have his um, apartment, living in. Whereby you'd be out there, you might be a road sleeper or a van driver or something and go to the gym in the evening. So by the time you come to fight him, there's no way you're beating this dude. Mm, mm. Plus, Joshua would know that this guy is a stumbling block for me. I'm going to knock him out of the way. Yeah, thing is, if I can just hit him with a good shot, if I can just survive. So yeah. now, when you go and drink now, you've got no chance because the psychological side of it is that you go in there, subconsciously, you're going to lose. Boom. When you feel the first power punch, you're thinking, well, you know what, man, I don't need no more deeds, right? So when you hit, when you hit in the head, no, I don't think no boxer goes in the ring to go and quit. Mm. But when you get hit in the head yeah. and in the ribs and you find yourself with everything you're afraid of missing this guy, you're 15, boy, you know Subconsciously, boom, you get a hard shot. You want to get up, yeah, but you can't do it. Yeah, that's a good, you know, a question quickly on and that. That then. is a very good point yeah. to go yeah, into. Yeah, because how important then, uh, sweetie, um, are the people in your corner? Those people that, you know, between the rounds, your team, and you just talked about, alluded to um, um, at the current team. world champion. Yeah. And the people that he currently has, and we'll probably talk about him in, uh, uh, later. But how important are the people in the corner in making sure that you're prepared physically and crucially, as you mentioned, mentally, not just for the fight, but yeah. in between rounds yeah. as well? It's, it's empty. A relationship between the fighter and his corner is paramount in, mm. in a lot of reasons in the, in the fighter's health mm. and his progression. I'm telling you what, if you have a relationship between a fighter and a, and a trainer, the trainer will know when his fighter has had enough. A trainer has to have compassion for that fighter and knows himself, you know what, man? Not to say, oh, that guy punched my, my, my fighter in the nose, let me stop the fight. Not that kind of thing. Mm. But if you, if you see a fighter stumbling a little bit, you might think to yourself, hold up, I know what he's like. I know he's the kind of guy that will come back, or he, he knows how to survive, or let me get him to the end of this round and, and try, to, try to revive him and refresh him and try to pet talk him. Now, if you have that kind of understanding, right, you notice I've said, oh, wow, my, my guy just got caught with the left hook. He's staggering around. But he, he, he has a savvy. He has, he's he's going to grab the guy soon. You know that. But if you don't know what you guys are going to do now, you might leave him there. The guy might be needing help and needing this sort of fight. But you're thinking, oh, I hope he can get out of this. I hope. Mm -hmm. So now, the relationship, now, also the fighter will notice of, my corner got my back. So I know that if I was in trouble, my corner would stop it. So let me ask you on that topic, the recent Daniel Dubois fight okay. with the eye injury, which at the time we didn't realise, but people were saying he quit. Yeah. The corner took him out. 
it's, 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 it's interesting because it's a big fight. And Danny Dubois is a hot prospect. So people would want to see him win the fight. So you can say to yourself, let him stay in there and try to um, fight. Daniel was, was obviously hurting because Daniel wouldn't quit. I don't, like I said to you, quitting don't come easy for boxers, you understand? Um, and not even say for boxers, no one, I don't think anyone enjoys quitting. Or did he, I can't speak for everyone, but I don't think the majority of a man, if you're a real blood, red blooded man, you're going to have pride inside of you and you don't really want to quit. Daniel, I think Daniel, what Daniel done was a thing to, he, he preserved his career because imagine if he had damaged tendons in his eyes, so he lost the use of his eye, that would end his career at what, 23. Yeah. I think, mm -hmm. I think that mm -hmm. is a bright prospect and I think that he will come again and people have short memory because Daniel will come back now, knock out two or three guys, people will forget what he's done, what happened in that fight. Because yeah, yeah, Daniel, he hadn't lost his punch. He still can punch. Mm. You know what I mean? My mm. perception of that situation was that, like you're saying, that sometimes they've got this energy behind an individual. Yeah. And it was the energy that they realised was being extinguished by Joe Joyce at yeah. the time, which they didn't plan for. And I think that put such a spanner in the works mm. that you had this conversation coming or this narrative mm. that was saying, oh, he quit because yeah. they needed to cover their own yeah, expectations. Yeah, yeah. 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 As well, opposed to really, here's an injured fighter yeah. who's, you know, at death's door yeah. if he carries on. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. And, and Joe, Joe Joyce, right, is capable of inflicting the most horrendous damage because he is a big, strong Joe Joyce is, is like a machine, right? So when you got, and Joyce, was, Joyce would have known, it's like, it's like you know a wounded animal you know, yes. like, yeah. when, when you, if you look at, I, I love wildlife, right? And I look at lions chasing the pack. Mm -hmm. And they break up, you've got the chasers, and you've got the big heavy ones that will put, the chasers will chase the animal. They, look, they, look, they look for the weak link, right? Yeah. And then they, they, they chase it. Once they've got their mind locked in it, they chase, you've got two chasers. The lion pride is amazing. Mm. You've got the, the, the two chasers will chase down the wounded, the, the weakest link. And then they, as they slow it down, then you've got the big, heavy, big heavier lions will come, lioness will come and jump on it, put it down. Mm. Then you get the one who will come to come and finish the job, mm. right? So now, Joe Joyce on a mission, Daniel Dubois on a mission. They're in a, heat, in a hell of a fight, and Joyce is, is damaged Daniel's eye. Now, Daniel thinks to himself, I can get this guy with my punch. I can get this guy with my suit, my hand suit. So in the back of his mind, thinking, I can get him. Joyce thinking, I'm going to get him down soon with my eye. So now, two different mindsets, right? Mm. All of a sudden, Daniel will say to himself, whoa, that's, he can't take no more because he didn't quit. There's no more, he couldn't have gone no more. Okay. Now, yeah. that's, the, that's, that's the reality of it. Boxing is, I still think this, right? Boxing is, is a hard business. And mm. for, for people to, to look at a boxer right, and say, I wouldn't have done it. People say that a lot of times. They, you know what happened years ago? Mm. I was training in a gym. I was boxing, right? And... A guy said to me, one of my friends came to watch me train, he said to me one time, he said, Sweet D, how come boxers always clinch each other in the fight? He said to me, if I was a boxer, I wouldn't clinch, I would just throw punches and throw punches until the guy is down. Mm. So I remember that because I have a good memory. So he came to my gym and I was skipping and he was sitting there watching me. Then he started hitting the bag. After a couple of seconds, he's holding the bag, right? So I said to him, <laughs> why are you holding the bag, man? He said, tired, man. So I said to him, but the bag is not even hitting the bag. I said, the bag is not even hitting the bag. How do yeah. you hold the bag? And he's like, I said, I've always said that if you were boxing, you would just throw punches until the guy is down. 
They say, yeah, man, I'll yeah, see man. that boxing is hard. Because don't forget, yeah. the bag, he, don't forget, this is the guy hitting a punch bag, mm. and the bag's not hitting him back. Mm. But he's holding the bag. So I said myself, um, Imagine if there was another man in front of you then. Don't you yeah. think you want to hold him? Yeah, and man. on that note, yeah, man, we agree. will be taking a short commercial break. Yeah, yeah. man.